What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Today's episode of The Cantina is brought to you by Grow Generation. Whether you're at the Death Star or the Senate, they have everything you need to grow right where you are. More from them later in the episode. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a Loman Ale, and remember, no droids allowed. Thank you guys so much for joining us here here at the Cantina. Thank you, Emperor Palpatine Green. We we definitely s- support the Green Empire around around here uh, with with our awesome sponsors over at Grow Generation. Uh, GrowGeneration.com. It's where the pros grow. The Thank you for your support. There you go. Yes, yes. Drink, drinks on him, every everybody. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, welcome to, to the Cantina. I am one of your uh, hosts here, Kyle, and joined by the other host, at, as always, from across the pond, Cam. What's up? Yeah, nothing much, nothing much. Yeah, all good. Uh, man, uh, uh, it's been uh, dreary t- today, and it reminded me of Europe. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I can say that I was there. there. <laughs> It's not bad here at the moment. It's not been a bad week, but you know that. Is, yeah. And when I live in Scotland, so we're not traditionally known for having very good weather. Yeah. Even in summertime, it just rains a lot in summer. Um, it's basically like almost like a rainforest. So, um, yeah. You know, America's yeah. got a spot exactly like that. Do you know where it's at? I swear uh, to you, a hundred, a hundred. Yeah, there probably is. Yeah, just in terms of like the the yeah it's we're, the, whereabouts. Uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest, so like Washington, Tacoma, mm-hmm. C- Seattle, uh, uh, all of that area, Vancouver, gotcha. all like I I used to t- tell because I was born in. It would still be slightly different because yeah, it's, obviously it's, different. it's, it's yeah. a bigger landmass and those exactly. More but the uh, the constant mistiness, one, but... the overcast, almost. You know, regularly. I mean, I always told people. It's not people... even that here. It's it's like that here, and our, our kind of springs and autumns are a bit like that. And in summer, mm-hmm. it just kind of either gets really hot, and then it just all the water evaporates, and then it just turns <laughs> to rain clouds, and we just get torrential rain constantly, yeah. thunder, all that yep. sort of stuff. Um, but we we kind of <laughs> either end. We usually get a few good days, like maybe a week or two at the start of spring and at the end of summer, it kind of gets all right. And then it's just very quick. Autumn almost doesn't exist in Scotland. It just doesn't exist. It just goes from, (laughs) you know, it's like a week and then it's winter. You know, and that's it. Um, and yeah. You know, anyway, yes, yeah, not the base. You know, that's why people in Britain dream about like saving enough money to go and live in Spain or something like that for their retirement, and you know, um, sit by a pool all day. But I suppose in America, you would just move to a different bit of America, where it's sort of like California <laughs> yeah. or Florida or something. Like that. You don't have to move abroad to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. You know, it's a little well, bit it, different here. It it is. Uh, like you know, I lived in Ger- Germany for about about six years of my my life. My wife lived there about nine years of hers. Uh, yeah, three yeah. of them with me. Um, and and just the 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 sheer difference in the way 
weather is there? Like, what what is a storm in Germany compared to a, a storm in, say, our, our, the state of Arkansas oh, yeah, or the state yeah, of yeah. Missouri? I mean, I mean, even even then, you, there would be differences between yeah. Germany and here because I dare say exactly. Germany gets worse weather than than we do at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of not worse in terms of it's just horrible all the time, but. But like extreme weather, we very rarely get extreme weather where mm-hmm. it's dangerous at all. You know, I don't think, you know, but, we've never had a situation where oh, you have to board up your windows because there's a big storm coming. I mean, I've seen some big storms, but they're never enough to cause that kind of damage. You know, very, very rarely. So we don't get tornadoes. We don't really get tsunamis. You know, it's funny that you you say that because if I'm not mistaken, uh. The UK actually does get technically the most uh, tornadoes per like per square something, um, and but they're all itty itty bitty ones or something like that. There right. was I wouldn't uh, think there was enough there been a flat ground for that. I mean, there's nowhere flat. Yeah, it's it was some weird. No, it was some weird European country. And it and it was basically. Um, I mean, it would maybe be a flat country like Holland, like the Netherlands, or something like that. No, it's, no, it's huge in the UK. I'm looking at the map, it? but it doesn't give the the list. I could just see the map with like all the the colors, uh, and of course, it's got you know the the US. But no, dude, yeah, it's the here. Here it is. Um, while other countries uh, just, may give more... If you've tuned more, in wait, waiting for Star we, Wars yeah, to be and you're worrying about This is important. You know, just, this is you know, important. <laughs> while, while other countries may get more severe tornadoes or more tornadoes overall in a year or season, the country that receives right. the most tornadoes by total area is England. Between 1980 wow. and two, two, 2012, England... Uh, England experienced 2.2 tornadoes per year per 10,000 square kilometers. I knew, knew it. <laughs> but um, you know, that, they must weird. be so small that people can literally like, just walk through them and not notice mm-hmm. they're in a tornado. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because you know, it's never well, caused any damage. That's for sure. So, I, mean, I think if there was an actual tornado, it would literally it'd be on the news here. Like, right. There was a tornado in Birmingham today. Exactly. And, you know, some uh, exactly. I just uh, didn't so think we'd enough sort of uh, flat ground. But anyway, yeah, get to some. You Star, get tornadoes. I wonder Wars if you stuff. get tornadoes on Tatooine. Uh, yeah, uh, d- dust devils, giant yeah. dust de- devils, dude. Dust storms. I could talk yeah, dust storms yeah. forever, but <laughs> Iraq, <laughs> Afghanistan. Afghanistan, but uh no uh star wars star wars stuff like everything guys uh as as things have opened up everyone see seems to have taken a collective break from the the interwebs uh you have your usual suspects out there uh stirring the pot with oh god george lucas is coming back with his own self-financed trilogy what (laughs) huh the he- yeah. hell but you know you know did you someone know. say that did someone actually say yes that? because obviously legally he would not be allowed to do oh that my god whatsoever. he, he no, literally no, no. would not he be was, able to connect no, no. With Star this Wars was him coming sued. Th- this was him coming to work with disney oh, and the deal was man. that he would self-finance oh. it so he could what? come in that that's what? that's what it that's was. Crazy man, that's the way that's gonna happen. Man. No Imagine way. what that. was it? Let me sure, guess. Lucas, was it a come. replacement for the sequel trilogy? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the specific you. was. Oh, it it was know. a George Lucas tr- trilogy. He was yeah, only yeah. coming yeah. in if he would self finance it and he Look was willing to do it to save Star Wars. Point. He he has doing he has done that retired to Spain thing. Uh, although it's somewhat, it's not Spain, but you know where he's sitting by a pool, smoking Cuban cigars and just chilling out and going, "How much money did I make Cuban. on interest today? Hey, a million pounds, brilliant! Where are we going tomorrow? That's George Lucas's life at the moment. Um, he can do, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, and he ain't um, at his age ever coming back and self-financing um, some sort of, which just doesn't even make sense doesn't even make sense um, one of our regular Star Wars guys was getting into and I think it was some DC news this week um, for the first time and you know I've seen quite a lot of the 
Because I think they get a free run at Star Wars where people just don't even bother about them, but they, they were starting to branch into some other areas and some of the more kind of reputable scoopers just gave them absolute bollocks online and just said, like, this is bullshit. It was quite <laughs> funny. But anyway, uh, you know, we, 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 I'm sick of talking about those guys, to be honest. You know, Dude, we give them, we give them nothing, too much press. Well. At, this, at this point, What's so sad sad about it is, yes, there is not a lot of, of news coming out why well, you, you well, have... I mean, there's little things, but little yeah, not, things. not a lot, not a lot. But it's, not what it's, we were used quiet. to during the, the Mandalorian. But then, as we've said, we, we don't yeah. think Star Wars are very good at their marketing, do we? You know, not compared to Marvel. Marvel seems to always think, right, there's been enough time, we need to give them something else, mm-hmm. you know, something to keep the hype going. Right. Star Wars haven't quite learned that yet. I mean, they and could have definitely given us more information without spoiling anything on some of the stuff they're working on at the moment, for sure. And in addition to, to that, uh, uh, is the idea that um, not not only are they not the the best at at marketing, but we've heard that there's been some rewrites for certain shows. Certain sh- shows have been put on hold. Rangers of the New New Republic. So it makes yeah, sense so. that there's not a whole lot of viable and ver- verifiable uh, information c- coming well, out. Leak, Leaks-wise, possibly, yes, I agree yeah. with you. Although at the same time, you know, we're Some getting of a, lot of, a lot of stuff set photos-wise, all that sort of stuff for Andor because it's location shooting. What we're finding is um, that we're not really getting that for the likes of Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and we heard nothing about Mandalorian. I'm having literally nothing about Mandalorian Season 3, which is presumably kicked off as well. And that's because they're all using the volume. They're all mm-hmm. in sets, so there's no set photos in that to look at. Whereas with Andor, you know, I mean, already I've seen more for Indiana Jones 5 than than we have for, for the Book of Boba Fett, which is wrapped for example, yeah. um, it's, it is a strange situation. But there was some news this week that could end up tying into kind of definitely the Book of Boba Fett eventually. It might not, but certainly the, there was some interesting stuff come out in a recent comic this week. Um, I don't know if you saw that story at all about the, the new comic that came out. Um, and it's a kind of, well, next in, in a run of the Bounty Hunter comic, but it's it's War of the Bounty Hunters. Have you heard about that at all? Yeah, I've been keeping a little bit a bit on it. What did you find interesting about it? Well, the interesting thing is that Kira shows up on it. And and now before before I even start, what I will say is my, my first instinct with this story is because of where it's set is it's basically a replacement for Shadows of the Empire, which I don't like. Right. And I know yeah. you won't like that either because Shadows of the Empire was a really fucking good book and it was a good story. The game was limited by what it could do at the time, but it was it, had, it was a grand plan, if you like. There was comics, there was novels of it, and you know, and it really was the official what happened in between Empire and Jedi. Lucas signed off and everything like that, and basically that's gone now. It's, it's out the window because this... War of the Bounty Hunters is, is now telling that story basically in a completely different way, but more focused on Boba Fett and the other Bounty Hunters. There's no Emperor, Vader, well, Vader's in it, but there's no, you know, what the, the other character stories were at the same time, because Shadows of the Empire, of course, we got, it was really, there was three stories going on. There was kind of Boba Fett and getting hand to Jabba and what was going on with him at the time while he had sort of Lando and Chewie tracking him down and everything like that. There was what was going on with Luke and Leia at the time. Um, and then there was also what was going on between uh, Vader, Caesar and um, and and the Emperor and that whole kind of like yep. vying for the Emperor's favour kind of thing as well. So there was, like, there was three quite interesting stories going on at the same time that made that up. The War of the Bounty Hunters so far is just focused on the Boba Fett, Han and Carbonite side of things. So doesn't say what's going on elsewhere. So it does, I suppose it doesn't completely decanonise it, but it kind of does. It kind of does. But the interesting thing is that one of the people in the story, there's there's all these people trying to get hold of the Han and Carbonite. Most of those people are Bounty Hunters just because they want 
if they can get it off Boba Fett and get it to Jabba, they get the money, and Boba Fett doesn't. Simple as that. Um, it's just trying to make money, um, which is the best reason that you could give to do something like that in the first place. But one of the criminal organisations interested turns out to be Crimson Dawn. And Crimson Dawn, when you find out who it is that's after Han, it turns out to be Kira. Of course, Kira from Solo, who was an old friend of Han's and everything like that. So it's interesting because it's the first time we've seen anything of her post-Solo, if you like. I guess. I mean, I I can't stand Solo, and it's so I know, d- but it disappointing wasn't, to see the things that you horn. didn't like about Solo was the Han Solo stuff. It, no, it, well, I mean everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for any of but it. Kira's stories and how she goes into the underground. That's not a bad story, though. There wasn't I, anything really wrong with that. You didn't dislike the character of Kira in any way, did you? I didn't like Surely. her. There was nothing to to like. I, think, I, I nothing I, did. I, I don't know. I think that's because you were too pissed off all the little hand things that annoyed no, you. To be honest, how do you? Because I think care I think, about these other characters whose relationships are based on on Han. If the Han well, is, I don't think they wrong. necessarily are. I mean, just because somebody starts <laughs> off in the universe, um, but clearly the point of that film was that she was making that choice to move away from Han and go in a different direction. So wherever her story goes next doesn't necessarily need to in any way tie in with the, the story that goes on with Han Solo. I always thought we might see a bit of her in the Lando series if it comes, if, as we suspect, it would be starring Donald Glover. There's been really no news in Lando. And, and you know, there's been a few rumours about leakers and that saying it's kind of it's on hold a little bit at the moment. It's like they don't I know bet. what they're doing with it, I think. So I don't know what's going on there really at the moment. I you know, it was already wager, announced, but I would wager they thought they were gonna do that whole thing where they were gonna bounce back and forth between Glover and uh Billy and Will Williams and um either Williams's health or Glover's other projects. I mean, are it could getting be in the just way. That. Like Glover is not available anytime soon for for doing anything. Um, yeah. So and now they're they announced it before it they had be all old they had gotten to all young. Yeah. Well, the all old subversion that won't work. You know, I'm sorry, but you know, mm-hmm. no one's really interested in a in a Lando show. Star. Well, they all want to know about his daughter. Eighties, but you know, but as we said, a great way to do that would be. You find out it is his daughter, and he tells his daughter about some of the stuff he used to get up to, and that yep. flashes back to the stuff exactly. with Donald Glover because that's more interesting. We don't know what's going on there. You know, at that point in Lando's life, you know, the, the, he's helped again, you know, the Emperor's been destroyed, he's reconnected with his daughter. You just kind of feel he's going to chill out at a bar somewhere and talk to his daughter and try and have a good life. You know, he's not really going to do anything pretty much exciting at that point at his age, but. You know, where all his adventures came were were really in that period before he became a good guy. Like, how does he get from where we leave him in Solo to being in charge of the best bin Tabana gas mine? You know, I mean, that that's an interesting story, I think, that I, I wouldn't mind seeing, I have to admit. Probably more so than seeing anything else of Han Solo. I wouldn't mind if Han kind of showed up occasionally as a guest or something like that, but really I, I prefer it to be focused on Lando, but I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Kira. And given that we now know that Kira is still around between Empire and Jedi and still involved with Crimson Dawn at that point, of which case Maul's out the picture by then, because Maul's already dead by then. Obi-Wan's already killed Maul again on Tatooine before A New Hope starts. So there's no Maul, so it could be that, that Kira's actually running Crimson Dawn at that point so you know given that Boba the book of Boba Fett could get into you know the criminal underworld post Return of the Jedi is it possible Crimson Dawn for example could show up and we could see a slightly older Kira come back again I wouldn't be against that that's all I'm saying you know you might not care for it but you know I I don't have any reason not to want that I don't have any dislike there as such you know all the things I didn't like about Solo were script related to do a lot of the stuff you're peeved off of as well. The way they tried to explain every aspect of of Han's life in daft ways uh, and just change his character up uh, quite a bit just didn't work for me. But I actually didn't mind 
Kira's story of, of a person who's kind of getting sucked into the criminal underworld and thinks that's the right way to kind of live her life, is to get power. That yeah, makes sense. I mean, if if that had actually been the Especially story... Especially if we see it again. gotten, sure. And she's but... just that. <laughs> she's moved even further into villainous, you know, territory yeah. by the next time we see her, because the audience won't necessarily expect that so much. But of course, it's been all of these years, and if she'd been running a criminal organisation, she must be have got, or if she wasn't enough, pretty ruthless by then. I don't know. I, I sometimes feel... I, I, uh... I feel that that I'm such a strange Star Wars fan because at the same time as I'm like, oh, I love all this old stuff. I'm not that big of a fan of the, the new stuff. I really am not a fan of the new stuff that takes place during the old stuff like <laughs> if that makes sense yeah like, i know you want them I to push in a new so direction and they're still filling in all the gaps <laughs> but I, I think there's a difference between telling good stories that happened during that period with good characters that don't I agree. necessarily need to connect to the main films a lot I agree. or just explaining everything and what solo did was it didn't really tell us I don't think an interesting Han Solo story as as you and I have, have agreed. We didn't have an objection with a Han Solo story as such, but they didn't really play him like we would they expect Han Solo to be at that knew. time. And and they just, you know, it was like as if they went through a series of checkpoints of everything we knew about Han's life. So he starts off in Karelia, you know what I mean? We know that he joined the Empire even, at some point and got kicked even out. Even shoe a way to make... And he saved uh, them, you know, the dice, which for some reason just became... Yeah. Important, even though it was and just some set decoration in the Falcon. That, the that wasn't the only... Th- the dice wasn't the only thing they shoehorned in. They shoehorned in a way to, to make... Lucas's terrible usage of the word parsec in episode four, <laughs> they used it, they used the movie to actually yeah, make but, it a measure of distance. Well, the canon had already be. done that like, because it, the... it was just one of those things that didn't make sense. So that was retconned a long time ago. And if you remember, even back in the EU, although it was different there, it was all to do with black holes mm-hmm. surrounding Kessel, and it was. It was yes. how close you how could close go to could a black hole. To it. They retconned yeah. it in the E. That's so what I'm saying. You were, is so the it fact, was distance rather than time. Yeah. Exactly. It's it just a, another point of going in and people correcting George Lucas's mistakes. <laughs> and well, and yeah, but, I mean, yeah, people it was want, one of those mistakes that had charmed pe- for me because it was an want, honest mistake. People yeah. didn't know about Parsec oh, yeah. then. People didn't the, know the average person did it. No, 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 he wasn't trying to be. But I still just want to just point out to the people that want him so desperately to to come back. He also thought droids going um you that doesn't c- c- compute. You're under arrest. Like, <laughs> why do you want him him back? Yeah, he's not what he once was and he was never a particularly gifted writer to begin with as we've said before on this he was a good ideas man but as I've said I would be an, I would love I would pay money if someone said I could show you the outline you know but it'll cost yeah. you a hundred quid and they could prove to me that they had it I would pay a hundred yeah. bucks to read George Lucas's outline I would yeah. um, and you know I went, there's not a lot, I'm a cheapskate, so there's not a lot of things I would pay a hundred bucks this for, is but I would pay a hundred bucks is for This is true. Scrooge McDuck is Scottish for a reason. Yes. <laughs> Keep all that money in a bank, son. Um, yeah. Oh, man. You know, they gave us a little bit of news to, to let us know that Rogue Squadron is still continuing. Uh, they they yeah, gave we us found the... What was it? A visual producer? We found out the production designer is production going to be, designer. Oh, sorry, yeah. no, I forget the name, but um, she was basically who worked with Patty Jenkins on both Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman eighty four, and she would uh... be the production designer on. Which kind of, if you think about it, that does make sense. Um, to be fair, um, they've obviously worked together before. They want to keep working together, etc., etc. Although, I'll say if this. you think about I mean, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 because I've read the script, 
and <laughs> I knew how bad it was, um, and everyone said that you know it doesn't get any better if you watch it. Plus, yeah, it no. still would cost me money to watch it at the moment, so I will watch <laughs> it when it's completely free of charge for me to watch. Um, but I ain't paying money for something that I, I know I've read the script and hated it. So yeah, um, so I can't comment on the production design and and Wonder Woman eighty four, but certainly. Wonder Woman wasn't as good a film as a lot of people made it up to be as far as I was concerned. No. The production no. design was, was, I was, was gonna pretty s- good. I was, was going to say... Uh, after I mean, that whole World War One trench stuff and everything like that. Right. Really, you did feel like you were in that era of... I was going to correct myself and say, now that I, I think about the first film... Because uh, people got to understand that I dug into Patty Jenkins hard after wonder woman 84 because rogue squadron is, is life you guys don't uh yeah yeah yeah. i got um, the the three hour not interview yeah, just straight our con- conversation with mike stackpole we just happened to record <laughs> yeah um, and i talked about that when i covered this in the piece about how you know you know how we feel about it you know and you especially and the fact that you know you and, and michael mr stackpole have Spoke about the movie and you know, and ex- social media and talked and about bullshit. your hopes yeah. and fears for it, and also that we know that he has not been contacting in any way to be involved in it, which both and of that us can think still is be okay. A mistake. Yeah, that it's a mistake, but it could still be okay if I mean, it's new characters, they it's not his books. characters. We know that yeah. already. This is a but brand it's that new story, tone, but that it's feel. the technical side of things. I want to make you know this. He and understood how. To, Make it all f- word the world buildy stuff and mm-hmm. make it all seem cool and and consistent, you know, within his books that, how the the planes work pilots. and never like yeah. that and that, you know, and and you, I just think he'd be great to have as an advisor on that capacity, nothing to do with the actual story they're telling mm-hmm. because you can't ask someone to to do that. It's not a story, but um, I would bring him on because I mean, look, uh. Uh, Tim Zahn did a little bit of of space fighting in his his books, focused more on capital sh- ships than than small ships in the Thrawn yeah, trilogy. Actually. But yeah, I yeah, really you have to give it aspect, to, the... to one thing for Mike Stackpole above all all else. If you don't want to say anything about Karan Horn or his you know fleshing out of Wedge. And and uh 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 hobby or Hobie, however you want to pr- pronounce it. I hear the guy on the uh, audio book say Hobie. I always said oh, uh, hobby. Uh, but it's it, hobby. It's hobby. Yeah. Does he not? He does. Luke says his name in the films, doesn't he? Yeah. So if, if if that's how you pronounce it in the film, that's that's the name. So whoever read that audio book, I mean, yeah. But sake, but what whatever. These, these uh, films. I uh, but you know, but besides that, the one thing Mike St- Stackpole gave S- Star Wars is how do X wings and Tie fighters fight each other? How does the how combat physics work in a in a yeah. world of yeah. imaginary fit fit physics? Because we all know <laughs> absolutely you absolutely. don't need wings, and you got to have multiple directional thrusters like a a vi- viper yeah. from uh. Um, b- b- battle, yeah, b- yeah, Battlestar. The, well, the yeah. second version of Battlestar Galactica, right. anyway, the but, first ones didn't have that, but the second exactly, version but, felt like, and like the Babylon 5 fighters, yep, you know, they all yep, felt like real physics more, stuff, more but real, real physics, Star Wars but was Stack never Pole that. designed it, man. He designed the inertial co- compensator, the idea that pilots could adjust to make the gravity in their in their their cockpits to be a little more or a li- little less to give them more feeling less feeling you know to to the the way that that the rudder pedals work and and like he designed all of that so it's like if you guys aren't if he's not on board as like a t- technical advisor I I swear to God, you better have someone like me who like can almost quote those books. Maybe not you know line for line, but story point to story point, beginning to end, from book one to to four at least. Yeah. If you don't have Normally. someone with that, 
you're you're wrong right now, Lucasfilm. Like dead Normally, wrong. You know you don't need to get into that too much, but you know this almost feels like Top Gun in space. And Top Gun, you know, a big part of Top Gun is how they get it right. Do you know what I mean in terms yeah. of how these planes actually function and the purpose of a dogfight and you know what the pilots have to go through and everything like that. It's, Top Gun is more about that than it well, is people playing. <sighs> volleyball on the the beach with the tops off do you know I what would, I mean I would also say that a real fan of Rogue Squadron understands that the pilot relationships and the the pilot stories themselves the humans in the cockpit are every bit as important as the adrenaline pumping dogfights because you don't give a shit yeah, if, a, if a X-wing out. blows up if you don't care about the the pilot in it. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I do believe I don't want them to retell. I, I've always thought that back in the day, I thought a Disney plus series of rogue squadron taking Coruscant, you know, basically using the first two books uh, would be a really cool thing to do. Right. And then yeah, you would jump have to from, from there. Wait, right. Right. Enough. Uh, because uh, you don't need Luke, you don't need Leia, you you don't need Han. You could use some no. CGI tr- trickery. But it's... you do need Wage. If you yeah, but you can recast. Those, you can recast. You need to recast them. Yeah. That's that's an easy re- recast. And and I wanted to <laughs> see funds. I painting against that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what whatever. Uh, but but I am okay, okay with the idea of of the um um t- t- taking the idea of Rogue Squadron from say. Poe Dameron being Admiral Art, Poe Dameron yeah, being yeah. Commander D- Dameron with Admiral until he's being like a- Akbar was in hmm. in the books. I'm okay taking it into the f- future, but somebody needs to understand those first four books because no matter where you place it, who's in charge, what names names are on the roster. There's something specific about Rogue Squadron, and if you don't deliver that, fans are going to eat it alive. You and I, I swear, Disney will will not recover from from it, dude. I think the the fandom behind Rogue Squadron is that dedicated. I don't know. I mean, there's you you're that dedicated, so you're really passionate about it, and I'm a fan of those books as well. When it comes to you, I did love the Stackpole books, um, just the same as you. But I think there's there is just a big element of the fan base that the dog fighting, the fighter stuff, the pilot stuff isn't that interesting. And one of the comments we had for someone this week is these the characters in, in Star Wars are either you know gangster political bad guy, Jedi, wizard, pilot, and out of them, I'm least interested in the pilots. I was thinking, geez, that, that doesn't make sense to me because I think to myself as my favourite character in the originals was Han Solo and he was the pilot, you know? Yeah. Luke's a big pilot part of what made Luke was, was, was um, you know, his pilot skills to me as a kid, you know? Well, it's called uh, Star Wars, you know. The, the whole thing we wanted was, was X-Wings fighting the things TIE fighters. That, that brought me in as a kid and, and attracted me to that universe. I mean, absolutely love the space battle at the end of Return of the Jedi, as as do you. Um, best, you know, best one we, we had, honestly, people. I, I You can... You can yeah. uh, Disagree all you you want. Return I mean, of the Jedi look has at that the and best. Take out the the ground based stuff, as in the the walk stuff out of that. And if you just had it cut between yeah, um, the space battle and what's going on in the Emperor's throne room, and that is vintage Star Wars right there. The only part of that that's let down is is the Ewoks. If it wasn't, if the if it, instead of the Ewoks, you had something else happening in the ground that was more interesting. <laughs> you have literally the perfect. Last half an hour of yeah. that movie. You know that what else? Is, everything else is amazing. You know what else is perfect? This segue to our sponsor, uh, Grow Generation, and an ad read by none other than Cam Clark himself. Take it away, Cam. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. The Grow Generation commercial team is armed with industry-leading professional consultants. Grow Generation's team will help you fully manage any size or scale project. They offer turnkey facility designs, cultivation room design and on-site project consultation. 
Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. All right. Thank you so, so much, Cam. You, you did such a good job with that read, read man. You know, it's, know, it's almost like it. we it's had all, the... Yeah, it's almost like it was pre-recorded. I just... Yeah. I just <laughs> You know. Oh, uh, awesome. Anyway, um, I did get the name of that production designer just before we move on. It's okay. Aline Bonetto. Aline Got it. Bonetto. So, I will say, when it comes to the Wonder Woman one look and feel, yes, I do agree. I'm I'm okay with with that. Uh, the reason I had that initial reaction is, like I said, I've I've I studied the hell out of her after uh eighty after eighty four was such a bad movie just a straight up bad movie uh, and i uh um it looked bad but it's also different the world war 1 stuff definitely military militaristic that's more piloty during war war i'm i'm down with that this is what i really don't want you you said something that kind of scares me and it it does make me think that's what we're going to get because she did say something about training new pilots and things like that. I didn't really want Top Gun in space. I don't want just the the training of Rogue Squadron. Like, I don't want this to be yeah, new, new pilots. Maybe a couple of newbies and then a handful of, of seasoned veterans that yeah, are just well, forming a new that. squadron. Ren. I get that. You know, I don't want Flight Academy. Green. Yeah, I don't want Flight Academy. You know, I think in some ways Rogue Squadron should be an elite squad. So it should be like someone who maybe has been promoted to Rogue Squadron because they've already got such a great record in another squad, for example, or something like that. But she said new batch of pilots, and then you said Top Gun, and that scared me. Oh, no. But that, that, I mean, that's, that's just me talking about, you know, what we perceive the, the, you know, I know. When we I think know, of but, a, a pilot movie, you know, I, I think of Top Gun first and maybe Iron Eagle second or something. <laughs> and we don't want Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle should know. be first, mother, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy! <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got audience right now that are just like, they spent five, what ten, is, ten minutes talking about the weather, and now they're talking about Iron f- fucking Eagle. Who the goddamn hell is you know, Chappie? We're, we're talking about pilot movies, aircraft movies, you know, that are set about planes and stuff like that. And there are some really, really good ones. But, you know, given the era we grew up in, it's not hard to imagine how the first comes to, certainly for me, growing up in the 80s. Dude, you know, I, why Iron come Eagle gave that. us... Oh, Firefox is another one for <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, Firefox. Oh, that some was a default, right? It's a boring film. But, you yep. know, there's hardly any like, actual plane stuff in it. Once it does happen, it's cool as fuck. You know, to uh, me, I was just, I loved planes growing Iron up. So, Eagle you know, gave Star us, Wars created that. Uh, Iron Eagle gave us a, um, a, uh, flight simulator tr- training montage. <laughs> yeah. We got flight training montages, uh, th- through Iron Eagle. That was great. I loved that for first movie. Uh, man. <laughs> Any, yeah. I, look, uh, the, the, Production designer, yep, I'm I'm okay, okay with that, Car- carrying forward. Like I said, yeah, my biggest fear just is just get worried about this. What are they gonna? Minute. What story are are they gonna tell? Because the idea of seeing t- t- training like w- training newbies, I don't want uh, newbies. I don't want this. No, no. Rogue Squadron is a symbol. If it's a know? new batch of experienced pilots, I'm yes. okay with that. But yes. I don't want people that learning how to fly and shit. No, it feels like a waste of a film. You know, oh, um, I, I'm expecting these pilots to be the best of the best in, in whatever way, and, you know, whatever they can find from the resistance, experienced fighters. But I don't yeah. know, and we don't we don't have any idea of what kind of actual story they're going to tell. Because if this is as it's not been confirmed, but we speculate based on what has been said about it so far that this would be set post Skywalker. Um, yeah. And if that is the case, you know what is the story after that? I mean, that's that's we just have no idea where where things go for there. This would be the first time we've ever well, had anything past it, it which be, is not surprising considering that that only came out a couple of years ago. But you know. it would be similar to. To the Rogue Squadron books, I guess, which would be that would you form them up to yeah. both be a symbol 
uh, but also to be used when it's time to go wipe out the rest of rest of the first order. So, because <laughs> yeah, we assume they're still there since they had almost get any complete control again. Although that yep. all feels a bit very fluid to me the way that all happens it took the Empire like 20 years to get to the point where we see them in A New Hope and the First Order seemed to do it in the 10 minutes in between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi but hey, yeah, you know we, we won't criticise the sequels no, oh well no, no maybe we, we won't, we won't. No, not, not, well, t- actually, not today one other thing was John Boyega um, oh, and he had said God. that you know Kind of previously been like almost like you know I ain't going back to Star Wars. Um, you know was kind of his his thing if you like. He didn't seem too happy, and and his his main great does seem to be with the way Ryan Johnson took his story in the Last Jedi. Yeah, when I when I watch like highlights of you know like the video online, like uh, John Boy, uh, well basically Fancy and Ray a lot, how many times does Finn say Rey in the trilogy, and he actually says it the least in The Last Jedi so, so I don't know Abram's answer for Finn was to get him to shout Rey a lot, as far as I can tell um, but for some reason Boyega really rates J.J. Abrams he doesn't seem to be uh, love what happened to his character in, in uh, The Last Jedi, um, and he had said yeah, he would, he would come back to Star Wars at some point in the future, as long as Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy and J.J. Abrams were involved. For me, I was like, well, Kathleen Kennedy would be involved because she's the president of Lucasfilm, yeah. so she's involved in everything, so that's really a gimme. But honestly, if it's a choice, I don't. I, I would like to see them do something better with the character of Finn, sure. You know, he's got the force potential. I think that there's potential there in the story for him. Um... I wouldn't mind John Boyega back as such because I don't think they... I think they kind of did his character... I really do think they did his character... He was a good character in The Force Awakens and I just kind of didn't like him by the, the time The Rise of Skywalker comes around. So I would like to see them do something. But if the condition is that we have to get J.J. Abrams back... Sorry, John. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll do without you. It's as simple as that because I just... That guy is wrong for Star Wars. I don't want to see him anywhere near Star Wars. And you know what's sad? You know what's sad? Is he actually made the best Star Wars movie since the original trilogy with Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) True or false? No, because I don't like his Star Trek films, you know. And, but it's and, a and, dude. And all because Star it's not Trek Star Trek; is, it's Star Star I know, Wars. I know, but I just <laughs> even then it it, it doesn't it doesn't feel Star Wars to me. But I think I think <laughs> in some ways the Force Jedi. Awakens was a good film. It was, and I thought it was a decent film at the time because it had some really good moments in it. But what yeah. I felt was like, right, okay, he's giving us a. I kind of get that the. They went back to the well with a lot of stuff. They copied a lot of stuff because they probably had to bring a fan base back again. But now we need to have some really exciting where this goes. And that never happened for me. But but in hindsight, looking back at it, a lot of the decisions that Abrams makes for that first film are where the problems of that trilogy comes in. Because he just brings the First Order in with no explanation. He brings Snoke in with any explanation and leaves that. And then he starts... He basically starts the next film at the end of his movie, which I think really does pigeonhole Ryan Johnson into where he can go. He must start with Ray meeting Luke. Therefore, his movie has to start immediately after The Force Awakens. Yeah, that's, that, that's a horrible idea. place to, to, to put him into as, as a writer before you even start. Well, so, But there's, you there's don't know that at work, the time. That's hindsight, you know? There's one workaround to that. What they really could have done is literally the crawl goes up, right? Music hits, here comes the crawl, The Last Jedi. Three years later, right? Uh, what's her name's been training, yada, yada, yada. When the, when the, well, hold, I, on, hold, I, on, I hold on, hold on, hold on. When it, when the camera pans down, you have some sort of space thing going on because that's usually, usually what happens between the First Order and the Resistance. Uh, Poe in some sort of guerrilla supply attack run or something like like that. 
after that scene's done and over with, we cut to uh 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 Ray giving Luke the 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 lightsaber and a quick flashback that she wakes up from during her training and she she's now been training for three years. Ta-da! I, mean, I fixed last Jedi <laughs> I mean I'm okay with that, but Ryan Johnson would hate it because he had that he wanted to put Luke into that different space so if, if you had someone else making the, the movie maybe they could have did that but there was no way that could ever happen way, way okay better yet better yet better yet i can i can that. give it to ryan i can give, give it to ryan johnson so you you still same opening she gives him the light lightsaber they have that conversation where she where he slams the door in her face and when he when he does she she wakes up from the tra- training and it's Leia training her instead. Boom baby. Fixed it again again. Well, again, <laughs> I would also have liked that in some ways, but it would have been a bit weird coming on for where we started and and you because, would have felt like why did Leia not just do that in the first place and well, what happened with Luke and then you would have to go and explain in flashbacks everything that happened with Luke and then you don't give him then he is just an asshole at that point because well, he's out the story. And, you don't and even he do, need and necessarily you don't even necessarily need a three year jump at this point. Now it's only one one year. Okay. Now we only need a one year year jump, right? Okay. So that way you don't have to explain too much. They know where, where Luke is and part of the storyline and, and this way you still get your grumpy old old man Luke is it's leaked to Kylo. Kylo finds out where Luke is somehow, some way, and it's a race to get to to Luke and pr- protect him from the the First Order. You have Leia and, and Ray go point. there. He gets to be the grumpy old man still, and it still gets to be a better movie, and Luke and Leia get t- time together. Shit. I mean, that would that would have been good in terms of just... But that, for me, I, I'd be looking for a full reiterate. I think what Abrams does wrong is he kind of... He doesn't know what to do with Luke, right? Yeah. So he makes Luke the MacGuffin in that film, but he just can't, he can't, like, he's got to have his cake and eat it. And yeah. that's why he has to get Mark Hamill in for that final shot. Really, if The Force Awakens had ended just with the Millennium Fulton blasting off into hyperspace, do you know what I mean? On the, or as they go looking for Luke and stops at that point, we never actually got to see Luke. Maybe the film wouldn't have been as popular as it was because people freaked out about yeah. showing up and stuff like that. You know what people people were just re- I think Lucasfilm of Lim people just really wanted to see more Luke Skywalker uh, and you know um, can you blame and blame just, them? Just didn't do that, you know. Um, no, I don't blame them. I just wish we'd got yeah a different I, I, as I, I always said to you, I was okay with Grumpy Luke. You were okay with Grumpy Luke. You know, a lot of fans weren't. But we were okay with that. I didn't like some of the messages that kind of yeah. he tried to convey to Ray because um, it didn't seem to follow much logic. It was just kind of Ryan Johnson going, well, I need to give him reasons why he's pissed off here. Um, and I never fully understood his reason for breaking so badly, if you like, which I, I felt we needed to do. I've said that many times. But at the same time, I don't, I don't have an issue with a, a forlorn look that's not happy in life and you know is a bit depressed and is, is really kind of just gone near to die that that's okay with me as long as we fully understand it but everything else that goes along with it and where they take the story ultimately it just it doesn't fit together as one cohesive unit so yeah i'm not too bothered if john boyega comes back or not i'd be quite happy to see him again as long as he doesn't bring back jj abrams with him but honestly for the amount of money that jj abrams would you know, you'd, probably, you'd need to deliver a truckload of money to J.J. Abrams' house to get him to come back to Star Wars at this point. Um, <laughs> and I just, why? Why do it? You know what I mean? It doesn't really yeah. make any sense to me. Um, he still did make one of the worst Star Wars films ever made in The Rise of Skywalker. Let's not forget that. Um, and however way you swing it, you know, a lot of the way that that sequel trilogy goes is down to the vision of J.J. Abrams, um, who directed two parts of it, ultimately. Um, yeah. And you can't just turn around and blame it. And some fans still try to say, oh, it's all Ryan Johnson. If we had followed on naturally in a second part and then went to 
J.J. Abrams' idea for the third movie would all have worked? I, I don't think so, because still, J.J. Abrams is the goal. He basically demeaned the entire ending of The Return of the Jedi um, in order to give himself a better end, to, to give himself the big end. Do you know what I mean? That's, you know, he'd rather have that in his movie. I, I would have been like, oh, no, 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 I can't touch that. Do you know? <laughs> because what if I mess up, you know, I can't mess up that film just by yeah. tra- trying to make my film good. That would have been my thinking going into it. And I just don't I still think he has know that in him. Too much ego if, in J.J. Abrams for me. If I could truth serum anyone, I I want to know who it was that said we will bring back Palpatine. That's what I. That's all I, I wanted to know. It, I think it was Abrams and Chris Terrio's idea ultimately. Really, I think it was the two of them that wrote that script. I think it's them. them that, I mean, I've heard that it was mentioned prior. You know, when they were making the Force Awakens, as a possibility that they could use, but no kind of definite plans but there certainly was no proper plan as we've discussed many times before for for bringing back Palpatine until yeah. James comes back on board and starts rewriting the script so I'm guessing you would just have to assume it's it's him and Chris Terrio that then go to I don't know whether it's Kennedy, Iger whoever else was kind of making the ultimate decisions and what to do with it at that point and saying okay our plan is to bring back Ian McDermott as Emperor Palpatine yep. this is what we're going to do we think this will really connect with the fans and bring them all back on board uh, and he probably even used the argument that he presented to to the audience at one point that it would be weird to not have the villain appear at the last chapter of a book but at the same time you don't write a book and finish it then write a third party to it and yeah. say oh this was really the end you know you, do, you don't do that and that's what they no. did they just tried to tack an ending onto it and all it does is it doesn't work with the first six episodes and you see before but on top of that it does look to me and I and I know I sound like a de, de, a uh, de, Debbie da- Downer here but it looks like we might be getting a bit more of the Dark Empire uh, saga story arc which is Luke going to to the dark side, uh, the Thrawn trilogy from Zon. We've seen Luke's cloned hand uh, in in a tank in the Vader comic, and there's some some rumblings uh, across the interwebs about some some plot points in Ahsoka and uh, Mando and Boba Fett. So, uh, but I'll I'm be honest with you. I'm not hearing anything that I would say is coming from a legitimate source uh, at the moment. I think what you're hearing is is fan speculation that's run me. wild. I, think. I will be honest with you. Who um, the the very way that they used the clone body emperor in Rise of Skywalker is straight from the Dark Empire. I'm not going to argue with that. I just mean the sort of sort of rumors about this and that because really we we don't. I think the truth is, even the best leakers for, you know, Star Wars content, uh, of which not, we are one, you know, are hearing nothing about, you no, know, no, specifics not, like that. No, no, but there I, is a lot of stuff out there, is what I'm saying. I'm talking, infer- I'm talking inference. People talking like putting th- things so together that we've based seen. Based on yes. what we already know, etc. What I mean, we've yeah, already I mean, seen. That it, it and it, to, to me, speculation to me, it's a... A, a real possibility because that would be Disney a, again going, yep, we, we made a mistake because you can also so see that, you know, the hey, year, they released those like. those toys and those those reprinted books. Uh, you know, the Luke Skywalker from the, the Timothy Zahn book. And then um, you look at that and you're just like, man, I to me, it's almost day day late dollar short i don't want to see anything from the past anymore give me something brand fucking new or uh i'm i'm just done i'm i'm gonna go see if marvel stays good and if they don't i'm just gonna weave out and do nothing but watch anime you've enjoyed the mandalorian (laughs) so you're a liar i have it's been good and kyle although it's a cartoon and it's got the negatives of a cartoon but yet this is a guy who watches anime and stuff like that, that I, think I am not against cartoons garbage. in any way um, I, think I love Amazing Batch World of Gumballs Teen like, Titans you know not everything is 
is is always great every episode so far. There's been certainly last week's episode felt like just a big filler episode, and you'd hate it. Um, actually, that episode for for a variety of different reasons, which I know, but I won't explain to you. But you know that that kind of feels like a given in the cartoon series that you end up getting these kiddie episodes that just do nothing. But in general, it's been quite a dark story so far. Um, For me, it's just I I I have such interesting to see how the empire becomes the empire straight after the republic. You know, which is what they're showing us a little bit. For me, it it's always comes back to my experience with the prequel trilogy i could not but this isn't the prequel anymore i understand i understand that i could not connect to that to that era to the to those characters i really really couldn't so when the the clone wars cgi cartoon hit i didn't care uh it wasn't it wasn't because it was a cartoon. I mean, at that time, I think I was watching Teen Titans. I think they were on at the same time, and I I liked the old old Teen Teen Titans show, but I didn't care about the the Clone Wars, so I never never watched it. And when when it became good, apparently, I was older, had no no kid yet or my son was too young so there was never a reason for me to even give it a sh- a shot on its own and so now we're just at a at a point to where it's like eight eight seasons of of clone wars however however many of rebels uh i tried resistance that was a horrible idea and then uh this new one and it it literally all comes down to the fact that the pre- prequel trilogy sucked <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I totally know where you're coming from, um, um, but I, again, it kind of comes to that: Are you done with Star Wars? Is it is is there enough bad stuffs happened that you just that's you done with it, or no. do you watch each thing and just hope it's good? And I think I'm at the point where I watch something and I hope it's good, and if it's not, it's not, and I say it's not. All I'm saying is, so far, and and this is very strange for a season one of an animated show because the Clone Wars season one was hot garbage and so was Rebels season one. They really didn't get going till season two. So far, the Bad Batch has been better than both of them to begin with. Um, And I think for that alone, it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, But... We'll see. We'll see I where it I'm goes. But it would be interesting to talk to you about it, you know, yeah, since we're on a Star would, Wars podcast like and that's to, the current thing that's I out guess there. Part of it is I'm just daunted by all the, the stuff that I don't know. No, and I get a you, lot so of you it, feel like you'd need to go and watch the arcs in the Clone Wars to get there in the first place and everything may, like that. Maybe, I get you. but it's also like, can I can I care? What if I don't? What if I what if I do open myself up again? And I go into it, and I go into it hard, you know, skipping the first season, following, you know, some glorious watch order, and it still pisses me off. Then what? Like, (laughs) right now, I nothing it. I, you know, I haven't seen it, so I I nothing it. You can't love it fear like that, though. Fear is the path to the dark side. There is a, there is now a mm, finite. Do not be afraid. No, I, I am because because there is a finite amount of good star. My personal idea of That's good Star Wars out there. What I love the most is no longer be, be being made, <laughs> and the stuff that is good has come at a price. <laughs> um, I and so I am scared. Um, it's finite, man. <laughs> It's well, it's not. But if you're talking about something that so many people say is actually one of the better aspects of Star Wars, then I think you know you should trust that maybe there's something in that, and that's maybe. that's even coming from someone who didn't like the prequels like you. Yeah, yeah, but you had kids younger than than me, so man. Yeah, I didn't have kids when the prequels come out. I mean, you know, I didn't get any. You know, my my. Um, Son was born in two thousand seven. We already had all the prequels. No, your your age, your actual age. You were younger <laughs> when your first was born than than I I was. Is what I'm what I'm saying. So right, like, right, okay. I didn't have a, a kid around 
at at the age to uh help me get into either uh cartoons you mean kind of the thing? the later cartoons yeah 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 but it wasn't through my son i started watching them to be honest i don't think he's even watched really the clone wars um to rebels be i mean I it might we have been on it's not rebels yeah well rebels is as well you know I enjoyed the Clone Wars more than Rebels, but I don't think you need to watch any of the any of Rebels to kind of catch the Bad Batch. You could probably watch the last two seasons of the Clone Wars and get totally, you know, up to speed with where you need to be on the Bad Batch, for example, just to, to enjoy it. And you might say, oh, that wasn't too bad. I'll maybe check out the rest of those that Clone Wars stuff later. But you wouldn't need to touch Rebels. Um, I think we're watching Rebels would come in handy is when we get to where things are going in the Mandoverse because yeah. that's very much connected to... I mean, that's Dave Filoni. It's coming on for all his stuff. So, Ahsoka you know, of course, Ron there's Ahsoka and... stuff in the Clone Wars, but probably more importantly is the, the stuff that happens within in Rebels in terms of the immediacy, if you like, to, to yeah. the connection to the story of where we think things are going. Certainly the, the character of Ahsoka, if you want to kind of follow that character going into oh, your own show. I then, almost you know, wish they'd made them books. <laughs> I mean, she does have a book out, but you know, I've read it. Um, you know I mean. But, you know, this is a character I despised when they created her for that initial film. You know, so you're talking season one and they brought out well, that yeah, stupid that film, film and the idea of give, giving Anakin an apprentice who's just not there come Revenge of the Sith, that made no sense to me yeah. whatsoever at the time. And nothing I saw from season one of the Thank you, George made me feel any different from that. But somehow Dave Filoni did make Ahsoka an interesting character and actually made the fact that she wasn't in Revenge of the Sith important because she was doing something else at the same time. Literally at the point Anakin's turning and slaughtering um, kids, um, she's fighting Darth Maul and Mandalore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that's, you know... It doesn't matter in terms of that, but, you know, her story with Anakin actually is, is quite a good story, you know what I mean? Because this was genuinely someone he had feelings for in terms of like almost like fatherly feelings for in the same way that Obi-Wan would have had for him. And so he turns against her as well with everything that he does, you know? Um, and part of what makes her not quite like the other Jedi is that her master was Anakin and Anakin wasn't quite like the rest of them, do you know what I mean? So that, yeah. that gives her a bit of just something different, you know? She's just that little bit of a level above the average kind of just Jedi you see I think you know there's just something a little bit more special about Ahsoka because of everything that she's went through so yeah to get her story I, I, I think you should at least you know as I say just watch about season 6 it doesn't matter if you don't work out what's going on you'll, you'll follow up pretty quickly it's for kids after all just watch like season 6 and 7 of the Clone Wars and then try a couple of episodes of the Bad Batch and see what you think mm. you never know you make nah, relax. Not too bad. Maybe I'll maybe I'll work uh, up the the courage. Maybe, maybe you can always talk about what you feel <laughs> on here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially on dry dry episodes like today. Uh, well, it wasn't that dry. We actually had really great actually, conversations. I mean, dry weeks like this this week where we well, have to have conversations like to, today. Year so far, to yeah. Be honest. Um, um, Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, wrap, wrap it up. Uh, for those wrap of you that are wa- watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Please hit the, the red subscribe button if you haven't already. That really helps us out. Gets us uh, some some uh, notoriety uh, in a good way out there um, in, in the algorithm. And then, of course, if you're listening on the Genreverse Podcast Network brought to you by L- LRMOnline.com, please follow us on whatever app you're listening to us. And, uh, yeah, share, share us with some friends and family. Uh, LRMOnline.com, it's where you get all your entertainment news, needs, and opinions every single day. Uh, great things, celebrity interviews, uh, r- rumors and leaks reported on re- responsibly. That's right. No bullshit here unless the bullshit is interesting enough to say, what if this bullshit was actually real but we're never going to try to sell you guys or that the bullshit. Can you believe real. this bullshit? Can you believe this like bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, which actually should be a segment on the Daily Cup of Genre, the da- Daily Cog, our 
daily podcast and video, which you can catch again on the Podcast Network and the YouTube channel every Monday through, through Friday. Yeah, some of that bullshit. Yeah, we're going to go go with that. Uh, I'm at, at that Kyle Malone on Twitter, at that one Kyle Malone on, on Instagram. Cam, where can people find you at? I'm at LRM underscore Cam on Twitter. There you guys go. Uh, please follow us at LRM underscore exclusive at the Genreverse as well for the Twitter stuff on the website and the podcast stuff. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. May, may Jesus, may, may the force be with you. Huh. Bye. <laughs>